In recent years, liberal historians have suggested that Abraham Lincoln wasn't really all that concerned about abolishing slavery. A lot of this is just part of cancel culture. People are seeking to put their current political views into a context where they discredit Abraham Lincoln as a Republican. Abraham Lincoln used the power of his presidency to ensure passage of the 13th Amendment, which banned slavery. Welcome to another episode of Fact Check. I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian. And we see this space a lot, whether you're looking at a penny, a $5 bill, maybe you're visiting our nation's capital and you see him historically seated there. We're talking about Abraham Lincoln. And it seems like in the day and age where we've been seeing for almost a year now, statues being pulled down, history being questioned, this is one of those figures that's been such an impact of our nation and now his name is starting to be erased from some parts of the history that we're teaching to the next generation. And Bill, this is an issue that you were pretty eager to dive into. Right. I think it's a very important issue. And recently, the city of San Francisco announced that they would be removing Abraham Lincoln uh, from the name of one of their schools. In recent years, liberal historians have suggested that Abraham Lincoln wasn't really all that concerned about abolishing slavery. Uh, that his, his motivation uh, was only about preserving the Union and ending the Civil War. We're going to dive into that today. We're going to take a deeper look into this and see, you know, what do the facts tell us uh, about what Abraham Lincoln actually believed and where these misunderstandings probably come from. And it was interesting because I know I told you before we started recording that when I was in college, I took a course about the Civil War, and that was something that was being taught in my class. Where does this come from? Where does does this idea that he didn't really care about slavery come from? Right. Well, I think it comes from a position where people are seeking to put their current political views into a context where they discredit Abraham Lincoln as a Republican. So let's just for a second consider what was the cause of the Civil War? And to say that slavery was not the cause of the U.S. Civil War, I think, just ignores uh, all of history in our country. We go back to the formation of our country, uh, the Three-Fifths Compromise that said that uh, slaves in the South would be counted as three-fifths of a person. It all had to do with the balance of power between the high population, industrialized North, and the lower population, agrarian South, that had the plantation economy. So this balance of power within our nation uh, between the North and the South, it had its roots. Uh, slavery was an issue with that. There were people in that day who uh, opposed the, having slavery as part of our country, but uh, they were trying to pull together 13 straight states to break away from uh, England, and so that three-fifths compromise happened. And then subsequent to that, we had the Missouri Compromise. People in Congress were trying to work to maintain the union. And at one point, the idea was they would bring in an equal number of slave states and free states as the United States expanded westward. And eventually, this all got to a point where it was no longer acceptable to abolitionists in the North. The Nebraska Act was uh, the final straw. And so what we see then is the demise of the Whig Party and the formation of the Republican Party. And to say that 
anti-slavery sentiment wasn't at the heart of that, I think is just ignoring the larger picture in history. So what is it that liberal historians are saying today about Abraham Lincoln? Well, one of the really common quotes that you'll see is a single sentence that appeared in a letter that Abraham Lincoln set to Horace Greeley back in 1862. Horace Greeley was the most influential newspaper publisher in America. He had newspapers all over the country. His newspapers helped to form public opinion. And Greeley had been criticizing Lincoln for his policies in pursuing the Civil War, which was now two years old. And the line that is often quoted from that letter is when Lincoln says, if I could save the Union without freeing any slave, I would do it. So if you were just to hear that line, it would certainly make you think that Abraham Lincoln didn't really care about freeing the slaves. But what we know as students of history, and I am a student of Abraham Lincoln's life, I've read a lot of books and put a lot of study into his life because I think he serves as an example to people in our country today. What did Abraham Lincoln really say in that letter? He spends a lot of time talking about what he would do to save the Union. Well, why does he do that? Because there were people in our country at that time who didn't believe that the Civil War was worth fighting simply to abolish slavery. They believed the reason to fight the Civil War was to maintain the Union. That was the majority uh, opinion in the country at the time. And what's interesting about this letter is, if you actually read the whole letter, the closing statement that Lincoln makes is this, I intend no modification of my oft-expressed personal wish that all men everywhere could be free. So to take that one sentence that liberal historians take out of that letter and try to make the case that Abraham Lincoln wasn't strongly opposed to slavery ignores the content of the very letter that they pulled that sentence out of. We have to understand the position that Abraham Lincoln was in as president of the United States. At that time, he was trying to hold together a coalition of states in the north, and there were states that were called the border states, Delaware, Maryland, Kentucky, and Missouri. These were slaveholding states, not many slaves in Delaware, but states like Kentucky and Missouri were really important in prosecuting the war against the rebels in the south. It was not politically possible for Lincoln to publicly say that the war was going to be fought specifically on the issue of abolishing slavery. He had to be aware of what the larger public opinion was, and he certainly couldn't you know, step a, a foul of that. Now, you had noted that this passion for abolishing slavery, that like you said, he had to toe a fine line in his public policy. This was something that was ingrained in him through his early life and his development. This has been something that people have put down in textbooks and in history. Right. Well, there's one historian, Richard Slotkin, and he's written a book about uh, the time in Lincoln's life where he served on a flatboat. The flatboat was on the Mississippi River. It took cargo up and down the Mississippi to the port of New Orleans. 
This happened at a time in Abraham Lincoln's life uh, between the ages of 19 and 21. And this was one of those moments that formed the personality of Abraham Lincoln. It's been often quoted, and it was Lincoln's response to seeing the auctioning of slaves at the port of New Orleans. He was repulsed by it, and it left a lasting impression upon him as a human being. And so if we look at Abraham Lincoln's life, and probably more books have been written about this man than any other man in U.S. history, I would say that's almost a certainty. They have delved into these small details of his life. But again, this is evidence. There's an entire book on this subject uh, in which uh, the author says it's worth noting that the experience chiefly engaged him with the slave state region of the lower Mississippi Valley. By his own account, his lifelong hatred of the institution of slavery was born in his firsthand experience with slavery, especially at the slave market in New Orleans on these voyages. So that's a really clear indication of where Lincoln's sentiment about slavery, where it found its beginning. And even if you look at his attempts to amend the Constitution, Bill, you had noted to me that there's another example of proof that he was truly against slavery in the United States. Probably another really strong indication of how strongly Lincoln opposed slavery would be the fact that he led the effort in the passage of the 13th Amendment that banned slavery in America. So Lincoln was reelected president in 1864, uh, a new Congress was elected, but he didn't wait around. He began pursuing the passage of the 13th Amendment with the lame duck Congress in November and December of 1864. And he used the power of his presidency to cut deals with Democrats who were no longer, who had been defeated by Republicans. In one case, he gave a ambassadorship to one of these Democrats to a foreign country in exchange for his vote. His representatives succeeded in getting many of these people to abstain uh, from voting. And in the final analysis, Abraham Lincoln used the power of his presidency to ensure passage of the 13th Amendment, which banned slavery. So that's another powerful uh, example uh, from the history of his life where it's very obvious the issue of slavery was very important to him, and he worked very hard to ensure uh, that it would be illegal in the United States after the Civil War. And so if this is something where we see the context in books and we see it in history, I would think in today's politically divided climate, we could look back on Abraham Lincoln as a common ground among individuals. But why is it that all of a sudden he's becoming an enemy of people in this discussion that we've been having about racial equality? Well, I think it has everything to do with the fact that, um, number one, people today tend to judge historical figures based on the morality of today. And you just simply can't do that. To, to look back and say, oh, well, uh, George Washington owned slaves on his, his estate at Mount Vernon, you know, therefore he was a horrible human being. He was part of a culture and a society. Upon his death, I believe he freed many of his slaves. But to tr judge these people strictly on one issue like this and to judge them by modern standards of morality is just simply wrong. 
You, you just can't do that. The other thing that uh, we ought to be mindful of is the fact that the left in America is intent on destroying Republicans. And one of the things that they continually tell people is that Republicans are racist. It's pretty hard to make the case that Republicans are racist if the Republican Party was founded on the idea of abolishing slavery and Abraham Lincoln was the first president of the Republican Party and he was an instrumental and driving force in the elimination of slavery. So I think a lot of this is just part of cancel culture. They're trying to cancel out Abraham Lincoln. They're trying to convince people today that somehow he really didn't care about this issue and that it really wasn't the reason that we fought a civil war in our country. So obviously there's a concern when we're looking at schools that aren't educating based on our full nation's history. But when it's all said and done, you know, Abraham Lincoln's life has long been lived and passed. So why does his life matter to us today? Abraham Lincoln's life matters to us today because of the example that it provides to all Americans. He was born in a cabin with a dirt floor. He was a self-educated man who had the simple desire, as he said, to rise in the world, to improve himself, to achieve what he could achieve. And if we look at his life, he overcame some, some pretty difficult things. When he was nine years old, his mother died. His family moved. Uh, he eventually moved to Springfield, Illinois, where he worked as a clerk in the store, and that's where he started to study the law. He became a lawyer, eventually traveled the circuit and argued cases. One of the more interesting stories about Abraham Lincoln is when he was elected as a Whig to the Illinois legislature, he was elected because Democrats liked him so well that they ensured that he got enough votes to be elected to their state legislature. He was famous for his jokes and his sense of humor, which endeared him to everyone, including his political opponents. Imagine that. That, that could just never happen today where the Democrat Party would so respect a Republican that they would want to ensure that, that he received a seat in the legislature. So it seems to me that uh, discrediting Abraham Lincoln is all about discrediting Republicans. And the reason Lincoln's life is important is it reminds us of what the promise of our country is, which is that anybody can achieve anything because of the freedom that we enjoy here. And Abraham Lincoln rose from the most common of beginnings to become president of the United States. And I think this is part of the argument between liberals and conservatives today in America. Liberals are constantly pointing to what's unfair about our society, and Republicans continue to believe in this idea that anybody can achieve anything in our country if they're willing to work hard in the pursuit of that. And so I think that that's the lesson that Abraham Lincoln's life provides to all of us. And by the way, it wasn't that long ago that a poor kid from Hope, Arkansas, by the name of Bill Clinton, rose to the presidency of the United States. So as a Republican, I believe that that is the America I believe in. It is an America where people from the humblest beginnings, through hard work and perseverance, can achieve the greatest things. And so I think that's why it's important that we remember who Abraham Lincoln was, because he provides an example to all of us, 
even today. Well, thank you, Bill. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of Fact Check. And don't forget that you can stay in touch with us by joining our Facebook group. It's Fact Check, W-I-Z-M. Feel free to share your thoughts on Abraham Lincoln, his life and legacy. And also feel free to share future show ideas that you'd like us to cover. For Fact Check, I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian.